Hi everyone and welcome back to Zero Correlation. I'm Cheryl Chuvin and as always coming to you from my bathroom floor. As I said last week, it's really just the phone booth of my life. And I was talking to a friend this week and she said, you know, it's clearly been a week. And in which I responded, well, every week in 20 has been a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like every week has just been like, been one of those weeks. I really can't believe that there's about less than two weeks of 2020 left, which is so wild and so crazy. I don't know where this year went. It was simultaneously the longest but shortest year of my life. I feel like so much happened, but yet nothing happened at all. Well, actually, I retract that. So much has happened, but I don't know. It's kind of like things happened and yet I didn't feel like time passing. I don't know. I guess that sounds weird, but I don't know. This year has been messed up. Next week, I'm going to do a full recap on 2020, so get ready for that. But I don't know. Every year is just good and bad, and obviously everything's good and bad, but 2020 has been a lot of bad. But I'm sure we can find silver linings everywhere we look and everywhere we go. Also, I don't know if you can hear it via podcast, but my voice is a little strange and a little gone. Ever since I started teaching second grade English, which I officially start taking over maternity leave on Monday. So hooray for me teaching for six weeks. This should be full of funny stories and all that jazz, but my voice just has taken a hit. And I know it's teacher's voice. I know everyone says, you know, I'll get over it and I'll get past it. But my throat and my voice are so off and so scratchy and so raw. Like teachers, really, you get all the props in the world because I've never talked this much in my life and I talk a lot. Plus now with the masks, you have to like project your voice even more. So my voice is hella strained. And again, I'm loud. I'm a big talker, but this is nothing in comparison. So if you can tell that my voice is a little off, that's why. So excuse the voice. But there is something we really need to talk about. It is really important. And it's just something really wrong with our society and really the world as a whole. And it just really fires me up and works me up. So we just need to address it. Get it all on the open. Get it all out there. And now you may ask yourself, hmm, what bothers Cheryl so much? Well, let me tell you, the list is fucking long. But this, yes, this, has come to the top of the list. No, it's not world hunger. And no, it's not global warming. And no, it isn't everyone feeling the need to push their beliefs onto others. Even though all of that is total bullshit and got to end and got to stop. But this is my question. Why do furniture instructions not have words? Really, why? Why do people assume that mere confusing pictures is enough? Like, let me tell you, it is not enough. Let me repeat, it is not enough. Would it kill them to add some instructions with words? Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you know my struggle and woes of this week with instructions for furniture. It was bad. And if you don't follow me on Insta, what the hell are you waiting for? You listen to the pod, which is only once a week, and my Instagram is daily premium content. So I don't know what the hell you're waiting for, but it's all premium content all the time. 
So what are you waiting for? Share, share 41. S-H-E-R, S-H-E-R, 41. Do it. Click follow. You'll thank me later. Trust me. You'll definitely thank me later. But back to my point, furniture. I hate, and I mean hate, building things. Like really hate. I would never want to do it ever again. Seriously, never again. I am not Bob the Builder. I'm just not. I'm Cheryl, not Bob the Builder. I don't want to build things ever ever again. Now, if I had a boyfriend, which as we all know, I do not, I would ask him to build things for me and then thank him according, accordingly. But since I don't have a boyfriend, I need to do this by myself. So let me tell you, I did not enjoy these two experiences. I built two things. Like, I did it. I succeeded. I did the things. I built the things. Well, I guess you can say semi-succeeded because my shelves are missing the brace in the back, which I told myself was optional and, like, whatever. And the hall tree that I bought, which a hall tree, if you don't know, it's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. You can, like, hang coats and scarves and then there's some shelving. Um, there's just two screws missing, and I see where the screws were supposed to be, but if at the point where I realized what the screws were supposed to be, I, um, was basically done, and I wasn't going to undo the whole thing, and it has been up for many days and has not fallen down yet, so, I don't know, I guess it's fine, they seem semi-stable, they haven't fallen down yet, and speaking from experience about being semi-stable... Semi-stable is okay. It's sufficient. So there are a few morals of the story. One, definitely not Bob the Builder. Two, I hate building things. Did not enjoy, would not recommend. Zero stars. Zero. Zero stars. And three, please, 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 for the love of God, can someone tell all the furniture companies to add words to their instructions? Really? It's not so so hard. With your stupid, confusing pictures, just add some words for us mere simple folk who don't know how or don't enjoy building furniture. So I'm about to share a story that happened two weeks ago about, and again, if you do follow me on Instagram, you did get this story two weeks ago on my Instagram stories. So again, sorry for the repetition, but it's just that good of a story. And this is another reason why everyone should follow me on Instagram because you get premium content always in real time because as it's happening, I always share it. This only comes out once a week. Um, But for those of you who have heard this story, my apologies. It's just as funny the second time around. And for those of you who have not, well, get ready for a good story. Two weeks ago, I got a Groupon to get my nails done because my nails were atrocious and I'm kind of unemployed, so I'm not really going to spend money on my nails, so I wanted to get a deal. So I went to this random place. It had good reviews, blah, 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 blah. And I walk in and this woman goes to me, oh no, not even, sorry. She just starts speaking French to me and I'm like, excuse me? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were French. And I was like, no, American. She's like, oh, you you look French. You carry yourself like the French. Which, no disrespect to the French at all. 
But my little sister said that probably just means I kind of look a little snobby, which isn't the best thing, but whatever, we are who we are. But this woman, really sweet, really nice, is doing my nails. And she starts talking to me, telling me, continuing to tell me how I look French. And she's so sorry. She thought I was French and I'm so beautiful and I seem so happy. And I'm thinking, lady, you don't know me, but not the point. And we're talking, and I guess somehow Israel got brought up. And again, I don't remember how. And she goes to me, oh, are you Jewish? And I said, yes. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I have a husband for you. Not, oh, what are you interested in? Maybe I know someone. Oh, not maybe I have someone I think you should go on a date with. Straight up, I have your husband. Now, lady, listen, so sweet, so nice. You don't know me. But she's going on and on about this man and how he'd be so perfect for me and blah, 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 blah. Oh, and by the way, she was French-Moroccan, so she was hysterical. I guess why she thought I looked French because she's French. And she's telling me how religiously we're on the same page because she asked me about where I hold religiously. Well, I shouldn't say religiously. I mean more observance-wise. And she's telling me how he has my, she has my husband, she has my husband, she has my husband. And that I should write down my name and my email and she was going to be in touch with me. And see, I didn't tell this story last week because I wanted to give her a chance to maybe email me, even though the chances of anything of the, from this coming through is slim to none. But I wanted to give her a chance. And I just have to say, two weeks later, she, she did not email me. So I guess the husband really wasn't for me, which is just, you know, a shame on so many levels because I really was hoping for French Moroccan lady, but I guess I'll just have to find my husband in a different way. And I don't know, maybe it was the one, maybe it wasn't, but I guess time will tell. And then just as an aside, I didn't think this needed to be addressed, but apparently it does. So I just have a very big life lesson for you all. And maybe one of the most important life lessons that you should know from birth. Quality humans only. And what does that ask? What does that mean, you may ask? Let me tell you. Only deal with quality human beings. Quality over quantity every single day of the week. And if you don't know what that means, let me explain. I don't need any fake friends. I don't need any half friends. I don't need friends who are only my friend when it's convenient for them. I don't think anyone should have friends like that. Quality human beings in your life every day all the time. That's it. It's simple. The end. I don't think that I have time. Actually, let me rephrase. I know I don't have time, energy, patience, or effort for fake friends. I will only deal with quality humans from now on. And this may be like something everyone already knows, but I just thought it was a good refresher for everyone. Quality humans all the time, every day of the week, 24-7. If you're not quality, please don't waste my time and please stay in your lane. So maybe some of you don't know, but there was a pandemic in 1918. The Spanish flu, otherwise known as the influenza. And the Spanish flu kicked the world's ass, kind of like Corona is now. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a history buff, so I don't claim that everything I'm saying is 
100% historically accurate and my everything I'm saying is perfect because, again, this is zero correlation. Cheryl Shit Show podcast. This is not the History Channel. So don't come at me if I say something not perfectly. But the Spanish flu was, you know, a huge fucking pandemic. Kind of, sort of, totally, exactly like the one we're currently in. And if you know anything about history, which again, I know very little, but I know some, the 1920s, two years following this, was called the Roaring Twenties because the decade was fucking wild. The 20s were a fucking shit show in every way, but in the best way possible. There were flappers, which are my personal favorites, and the energy I always try to bring into daily life. Flapper energy It's kind of like big dick energy. And if you don't know what it is, it means you don't have it. But life was wild. The parties, the alcohol, the lifestyle. It was time for economic growth. A time where everything prospered. The flapper was a symbol of being sexually free. Probably because they felt cooped up from, you know, pandemic prior years. But it was also just wild. Really wild. And why, you may ask, well... Two years prior, they had a pandemic. You see where I'm going with this? People died. Masks were required. And they didn't have masks like we had now. They had like scary looking masks. And quarantine was definitely a thing, as is lockdowns. And again, I wasn't there, but I'm sure they had quarantine and lockdowns. And after all that, people were dying. Okay, maybe I could have used a better word choice, but they really wanted to get out. They wanted a social life. Hmm, does this sound familiar to anyone? Me, pick me. I want a booming social life again. I want to go out. I need an active social life. And I'm sure most of you are like me and miss real restaurant experiences and miss bars and miss parties. And even, do you just miss wearing a mask? Not having to wear a mask everywhere they go. Sorry for the confusion i'm just used to wearing a mask but but the truth is as humans wonderful phenomenal humans that we are we crave human interaction and we will never stop trying to get it so it makes sense that after the tragedy and destruction of pandemics and the death that people people want to rebuild and live their life to the fullest so i'm just going to put this out there and you may not see my connection but then you really don't understand the zero correlation of this all but I'm going to put this out there that I get the Roaring Twenties and I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. So if anyone wants to join me once this is all over, please God soon, in wearing fringe dresses, feathers in my hair, and short skirts. Not that I don't already do those things, but let me know because I'm here for it. All I'm saying is that I get why the Roaring Twenties were the Roaring Twenties and when this is all over, I'm more than happy to bring it back. So if anyone else is down for that, again, I'm not saying historically, I'm completely accurate. Obviously, I know there was much more in the pandemic in 1918. And obviously, I know that the Roaring Twenties had a lot more to it than parties in the like as in the Great Gatsby, which by the way, favorite book ever, favorite book ever. And again, I know it's not true. But still, Roaring Twenties, 2021 is in two weeks, definitely here for it. So if you're here for it, let me know. I know that lately on the pod, yes, the pod for short, 
I've been having some, you know, serious moments, which I guess, you know, may be different from how it used to be. And I know people come here for something light and funny and relatable and a shit show because my life's a shit show. But sometimes I just feel like if I have like an aha moment or realize something, I just kind of want to share it. So that's why there's kind of been a little bit more serious segments and serious moments because when I come to realize something, and even if everyone else on the planet already realizes it, I did and I, I want to share that. So something I really realized this week is that inexperience isn't weakness. I'll repeat that. Inexperience is not weakness. Not knowing how to do something simply because you've never done it before doesn't make you weak. How can you expect a fish to know how to fly or a non-swimming bird to know how to swim? Inexperience does not make you weak. Just because you don't know how to do something doesn't mean you can't learn to do it. And if you don't know how to do it, ask for help. Asking for help is what makes you strong. And this might seem a little out of the blue, but this is something I realized. There is so much I don't know how to do in this world. Truly, so much I don't know how to do. And I'm a big one for making jokes and laughing through it. But I don't know. I just think that we are so hard on ourselves. And I say we when I I really should be saying me. I'm so hard on myself. I am my biggest and toughest critic. I beat myself up over big things, small things, things I think I should know how to do or things I think I should be able to handle. And I'm I'm really a tough critic on myself. And I don't think anyone will ever be as hard on me as me, which is super problematic on so many other levels. But that's something to talk to a therapist about, not the pod, even though the pod is kind of like therapy, but it doesn't matter. But not knowing how to do something isn't a weakness. It does It's not, you'll learn. You'll learn and you'll become great at it because when you put your mind to something, you'll do great. And I know it sounds like such a cliche and I hate cliches, but it's true. So I'm going to close out this year trying to be a little a little kinder to myself, reminding myself just because I don't know how to do something doesn't mean I can't learn how. Doesn't mean I can't be great at it. Doesn't mean it can't become a passion. I don't know. And I'm always one to root for myself as well. So it's kind of an interesting combination. But we need to be our own cheerleaders and our own biggest fans. So I'm telling myself and I'm telling all of you that inexperience is not weakness. Claiming you know things when you don't, that's weakness. Refusing to ask for help, that's weakness. Being a fucking idiot just because you are, that's a weakness. But not knowing how to do something isn't weak. I don't know. I guess I'm speaking out loud to myself, to all of you. But just remember as you go into this week, one of the last weeks of 2020, the fucking shit show, the dumpster fire, the trash on trash, the year we all can't wait to be over because it fucking sucked on so many levels. Just remember that as we are closing it out, that inexperience most definitely is not a weakness. It's your
Splaining. I still love that song, and I still love Share Splaining. It's just my fave. If you don't remember what Share Splaining is, it's when I take a modern dating term, give you their definition, give you my definition, give you an example if I have one, and we just kind of go from there, play it by ear. So, this week's Share Splain is cloaking. Here we go. Consider cloaking the new ghosting. Ugh, and I fucking hate ghosting. Only much, much crueler. If Harry Potter's invisibility cloak spring to mind, you're not far off. Where being ghosted involves your potential love interest simply going radio silent on all channels of communication. Charming, truly charming. Getting cloaked means they have not only disappeared, but they've straight up unmatched and blocked you on all of the apps. Rude. Fucking rude. See, this I don't get. Why go to all the effort of doing this? I also never really fully understood why, like, people, like, defriend you or, like, block you. Like, A, it's fucking juvenile. Like, grow the fuck up. Get a pair. Two, it's just a lot of effort. Unless you, like, seriously hate this person. But, like, why would you hate an ex or somebody that like you kind of been talking to and also just like be mature like I don't I don't get it like cloaking like what you think you're invisible all of a sudden like cloak and daggers and all that bullshit like I don't know it's just fucking weird I'm very not into cloaking I'm definitely not into ghosting oh and if you remember me talking about the guy from last week um yeah so he's keeps doing the weird ghosting thing and he's very hot and cold which makes no sense to me like dude, like, I'm nothing to you. Just if you're going to be cold, be cold. If you're going to be hot, be hot. Like, no one's making you talk to me. Like, literally, I think I spoke to him Monday morning for like a long time. Then nothing, 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 nothing until Saturday. Like, what? And then like, he acts all like bubbly as if we're BFF. Truly, I don't understand men. They are the most confusing creatures in the world. And I know the men listening will say, well, women are just as confusing. Yes, I'm not saying women aren't confusing and not bad shit, but we're just talking about the men right now. Really just crazy. Like, I don't understand. They're so confusing. Like, why are they just overgrown children? Tall, tall children. And again, women are just as crazy. But I just don't get it. Like, why? Why are they like this? Why are they made this way? Why are you like ghosting me? I mean, he hasn't cloaked me because we're not friends on any social media or anything yet because we're simply just talking for a few weeks and I'm getting light ghosted I guess it could be zombieing kind of I don't think it is but I don't know this hot and cold bullshit is really just not my vibe I don't know and this podcast is coming out on December 20th so I just want to wish a very 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 happy birthday to my extremely close friend Melissa she is Seriously, one of the biggest supporters of the pod. Always the girl who wants to give me modest skirts and dresses. So thanks for that. And she's really just one of my closest friends. And I know she's listening. So happy birthday, Mel. I hope it's the best day ever and the most magical and amazing year and a year ahead. No one, no one deserves it more than you. So we're going to close out always the same way. Drink your coffee. Mind your own business. Wash your hands. Do your squats and always, always, always stay away from fuckboys. I'm Cheryl Chuvin. This is Zero Correlation and thank you for listening.